0: Hi, I'm Roger Berman, without Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Works For Us, where we talk to people about works for them in their relationships, and of course, what doesn't. So basically, Rachel kicked me off the show multiple times. So today, I'd like to return that favor and do a deep dive into business and relationships with entrepreneur and multi-hyphenate high achiever, Josh Landon. Josh is the founder of Ashland Hard Seltzer and Villager Spirits. He is quickly becoming a powerhouse in the alcohol industry. That's probably a good place to be, a powerhouse. Uh, He sold his first business, St. Archer Brewing, to Coors for 100000000 million. Shit-ching! Apparently, Josh is rich. Shortly after, he said no to a hefty offer from Anheuser-Busch for Ashland. Only 11 months after starting that business. Now, he has created his own holding company, Wings and Arrow, to house four brands in 2022, including Ashland Heart Seltzer and most recently, Villager Spirits, a variety of mixed cocktails. First of all, welcome to Works For Us. Uh, It's a relationship show, but maybe we could talk about, I don't know. Business and relationships—you gotta figure out, or or not even relationships. Nobody really cares. We could go off script. We could just chat. No, I
1: mean, I definitely, I def. It's funny that it's funny that that's what that's what this is. My wife and I—we've been together since we were fifteen. So, you
0: really? know, we're both forty-two
1: now. Yeah. So we, I.
0: So how many years it, is that for our reader listeners?
1: Twenty-seven years.
0: You know, when you get to thirty, give me a call. <laughs> I mean, I guess 27 is admirable, but we're 10% better
1: from a relationship perspective. Like it's, it's all fine and good to talk about all the business success and all that kind of stuff, which is fun to talk about. But I think a lot of the, the interesting things that maybe people never talk about is how hard these things are on relationships with your spouse or my kids or, right. oh, uh, Oh my
0: God. I was getting yelled at. My, my wife told me yesterday, she's like, well, you're never around. Oh, and I I'm mean, like, dude, and I, I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was at the office every day last week, like through dinner. It wasn't like exactly <laughs> like I was fucking juggling yeah. or, you know, Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm
0: like, I'm like, I'm pretty I, sure I, you're the one that wants like this house. So like let hey,
1: dude, I've let's, we we could talk for hours about this. Well, one. the good yeah. thing is
0: this is our show right now. We've taken it over, so we could talk about anything we want. First of all, what's your spouse's name? Or your wife's Janine. name? Janine. Janine, oh that's my sister's name. Okay. There you go. Not a very common name, especially they for know. a forty. Well, we're not gonna ever talk about the wife's age, but you're forty. She's forty
1: two, also. I'm ten days older. I'm oh. May 4th, she's May 14th.
0: Josh, <laughs> yeah. Josh, Josh, yeah. Josh. You might not make 30 years. Um, because as soon as you start, you know, actually confirming your wife's age in a medium such as this, you're pretty much screwed because Rachel's been doing the Miss Decade for a long time. So you have quite a storied, uh, career. Um, do you want to give us some highlights and like, how did you do all this stuff? Are you like a super genius? (laughs) I'm not. Um, Um, what, wait, our viewers, they can't say, I think he's incredibly handsome. (laughs) <laughs> that's the thing. And his teeth are very white. So you're talking, I'm talking to a gentleman, Quite. let's see, we're going to describe Josh to those who can't see him. He has a beanie. So we're, we're not totally sure if he has hair or not. He probably, I do. Oh, he does. He does. It's confirmed. Yeah. He has hair. Yeah. Uh, he has a kind of a nice chic kind of like beard scruff going on. Yep. Looks fit. Got some tats. All right. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Josh is is charismatic, so I think maybe part of the <laughs> secret success is your charisma. What do you think?
1: Um I would say that has a lot to do with it. I think that's the I think that actually has a lot to do with it. I I think I think that there's there's either you have the ability to articulate your vision and and have people believe in you and trust you and um, with, with as investors and employees. And, and I think those, that type of personality is just something that you're born with. Right. I don't think that's like a learned trait on, on having that.
0: I think it has, I think it's a tolerance for risk and, uh, a tolerance for non clarity. I think certain people really need clarity to, Mm -hmm. for security. Yeah. Sounds like you and, definitely me like i'm always you know probably even too close to the rails sometimes but yeah i kind of have confidence that it's going to work and i think that's how i always move forward um with confidence yeah. right so without confidence i think a lot of people are like you know it's scary you know you yeah. have to make payroll as you know <laughs> as you know um yeah. so can you tell us a little about your journey I know you were yeah. born in Ventura. Yeah. And,
1: yeah, born in Ventura. Yeah. Okay,
0: and uh, went to high school there or whatever. I imagine. And then I did. And then uh, apparently, since you've been with your wife so long, and you are forty-two, as we spoke about earlier, that would make you high school sweethearts with your wife, who you met when you were fifteen. Yeah. You said. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. So Janine, all true, all true. Janine, Janine, the lovely Janine. So do you want to tell us a little about Janine and like how you yeah. fell in love and also how yeah. at 15, like, are you Nostradamus? How did you know that she was <laughs> the one for you?
1: Uh, actually, so we, so I actually fell in love with her for a minute. What first day of freshman year of high school, we, uh, we had first period health together and she walked in, and it was a me- an immediate um, attraction. I mean, I still remember what she was wearing all those years ago now. So,
0: yep, it's amazing. It's- we got a lot, you know, so we've interviewed tons of people now at this point, you know, and most of them are like really long term, a lot of them long term relationships. And it always yeah. starts with, and I like to say this for everyone you ever have someone that's like, you know, a friend and they're like going on a date? They're like, yeah, it's my second or third date. Like, I don't know if I like him. I'm like, just stop. I'm like, stop. It either fucking hits you and you like want to be with her or it doesn't. It's like you can't or Or it's like, it hurts that you're not, you know? So it's like, come on, you'll feel it. Right. Yeah. We kind of, I knew, I knew right away for her, not so much. It took a couple
1: years. And, so you were a little, um, a little
0: creepy, just a little creepy.
1: Yeah. I mean, like we got, the fr- we, we got into the friend zone vibe and then you never know if you can like, Ooh, you know, how do you turn that.
0: the friend zone into the love zone? I've found, well, I'm f- I've found that it's the best. That's how, that's how you create lasting ones. If
1: you can't. Yeah. I got a girlfriend <laughs> and she and Janine went, wait, what you, you, I thought you were like in love with me. And I said, well, I mean, I was and you weren't available. Yeah, you wanted know, yeah. So I I mean so anyways, yeah, it worked out and we kind of had a we had a great high school. She was a cheerleader and I played water polo and um, that's where the broad shoulders know. come from. Yeah.
0: You know, once you play perfect. water polo, you just have doesn't it change your body? I swear to god, I'm those still, water polo I'm
1: still a swimmer and still still surf and so yeah, I mean the, the shoulders are, are not shrinking anytime
0: soon. Amazing,
1: but I think, you know, we, we had a great high school. And then when I, when I left, I, I fell in love with surfing in high school and um, ultimately fell in love with surf films. And, and before St. Archer, before I had the idea for St. Archer, I was a filmmaker for 12 years and um, making documentaries and, and directing music videos. And um, I was doing it you know, like I was a working filmmaker and supporting us. And um, I don't know, I don't know what's harder is, you know, being, you know, creating these beverage businesses or like being a working filmmaker is fucking hard, man.
0: Well, you know, you know I like, think that the gig economy, you know, personally, I once, <laughs> yeah. I once, uh, you know, I once did a couple of real estate deals and it's, it's a similar thing. It's like you doing this whole project and then yeah. you got to go to your next one. And <clears throat> I think that, I think it's, I look at it as like either it's sort of like it's transactional or it's like brand building. So I think you were building your brand as a filmmaker through a series of transactions. But when you decided to build a company, you could, there was no, there's nothing, you know, don't forget you're trying to create images of other people's visions during your film, but ultimately, Mm -hmm. you know, the compilation of that becomes you like as a what you're known for, Uh but with, Uh with, with the business, and my guess is some of the reason why it was so successful is because in any business today, you have to be able to tell a really good narrative and you obviously knew how to tell really good narratives and make them interesting. And so you use that to business. So, but I think like for me personally, I used to be an investment banker and you can make a lot of dough being an investment banker. But it's transactional. Sure. Like at the end of the day, you're like, I did seven deals and I made this much in fees, right? And it's like it's a little soul sucking, you know. I guess, yep. but of course, if you you know create a firm and you know, like, of course, you could be an entrepreneur within banking and, and and whatever. But I think for me, even when I was when I could, I always said I could do the corporate thing. Like I have the um, capacity to do it. But I just don't have like the desire to do it, like to, mm-hmm. to not just do my own thing and just have mm-hmm. my own destiny, like good, bad or indifferent. Uh-huh. I always like to say, Rich and I were like, we answer ourselves and God. But I don't even know if God exists, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's the thing, you know, it's like, but, you know, it's scary, but it's, it's yeah. exhilarating at the same time.
1: For sure.
0: So you were a filmmaker and what did Janine do? Janine, like holding the camera, like, how does this work? Do you guys work together? Cause my wife and we I don't. did not work yeah, together until 15 years ago. So our first half of our life, we didn't work together and now we do. Yeah, we don't. You don't. Yeah,
1: we don't. No, she works now. She works at Ashland, um, doing a, you know, a bunch of different things, but yeah, no, we've never, you know, throughout my career, we've never worked together. So um, which I think has been good. I mean, it's definitely been it's definitely been a challenge. And I think if we were working together, especially when I move when we moved down here from Ventura to do Saint Archer, I think it would have been that probably would have been the end of us, to be honest.
0: Yeah. So you've yeah. you found that it worked. You know, it's funny when we were both when Rachel and I were. I mean, I was a banker, I was working my ass off, and she was just starting her styling career. She was working her ass off. And I think when you're young, without kids, it's 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 great. But I do think for Rachel and I, like I kind of like the fact that we do work together now that we have kids mm-hmm. because it's sort mm-hmm. of like you just roll, you know, we just like roll together as a tribe, more or less. Like mm-hmm. business trip could be, it doesn't really matter. So right. I kind of like that, you know. And also, it's like we're so busy. It's just like I don't know what else I'm going to talk, not talk about, but it's like it's just. I I don't want to come home and be like, okay, this is what happened at work today, honey. Cause it would right. be like 11 hours long, you know, right. <laughs> we'd never get through it. So it's just kind of cool that she's there for it. Cause like, I, it's takes a certain, like what she deals with, what I did, it's like a certain like weirdness mm-hmm. that like, there's a certain trust. There's a certain, like, I don't know how to explain it, but we navigate a lot of things. So it's good that we're partners in that way. I think, but yeah, Um, so you were a uh, somewhat accomplished filmmaker, we'll call it. And even if you weren't, Mm -hmm. we're going with it. Mm -hmm. Um, very accomplished, very accomplished. Uh, Oh my God. An award winning filmmaker. We have an award winning Mm -hmm. film. I can't speak today. Must've been the tequila. (laughs) I went to a tequila launch last night. Believe it or not. Not a launch, a launch of the extra añejo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very Nice great product. But anyway, so you're in the liquor business or you decided, so you were doing films and then what what gave you the idea that you wanted to, uh, do you like love beer? I don't. Was was it like a widget to you? And is this all made up the passion? It's all a narrative, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of is. I
1: think I, um, so I was in Puerto Rico on a surf trip. Um, a couple of my buddies were on tour at the time and uh tequila business approached them about investing in the company and being an ambassador for the business and i i said i was like i don't know about tequila you know i don't know if that's the best call but if you guys wanted to do a beer like be a part of a beer i mean everybody drinks beer for the most part like that makes that makes sense right um and then you know, for the films I made, were were surf documentaries, skate, and and mm-hmm. and so all my friends are a lot of my friends are pro skaters and surfers, and um, and I thought I wonder why there's never been a beer that's come from our culture, I love right? It. Of skateboarding mm-hmm. and surfing and film and art photography, right? Everything that kind of makes up the real, authentic kind of skateboard lifestyle, mm-hmm. not not so much what's you know portrayed nowadays, in the, mountain, in but,
0: the in the Mountain Dew commercials
1: yeah that's all fucking garbage right so I think the I I was like you know why not why not a beer it's like the one thing all of us drink and I knew I could bring everybody together and I think my passion was really um I mean it's fun to drink with my friends and and family but really I think my passion was in building brands not so much yep. anything else yep And I just kind of picked craft beer. You know, we were drinking craft beer at the time. Like none of us were like, die hard fans it was just what we were drinking did
0: you have right did you have partners with you like a couple of these buddies were they part of this situation or yeah were, i mean they were like how did it work pa- so because yeah, i do want to understand you. the business like how it happened how it came to to be
1: yeah so did you um, have business Rud-
0: training like or you just no. figuring it out on the fly and how yeah, was yeah I, mean, I
1: didn't go to college. i was a horrible student didn't go to college um just started becoming a filmmaker By the film way, this,
0: this company that we invested in, who which is probably one of the most amazing, most valuable companies being created, dropped that out of high school. Yeah. Fucking I mean, smartest so kid I know. Yeah. It's it's it was like smarter think, than the it, high school. So it's like makes sense. He's like, I'm out of here. Yeah.
1: Literally. I was never I was a horrible, horrible student. But um, yeah, for me, uh, Paul Rodriguez, who's a pro skater from Los Angeles and Mikey Taylor, who's a pro skater from LA. They, they were at the time, you know, Paul was the face of Nike and, and Mikey was the face of DC. And, you know, they, they put money into the business before I did a capital raise, which I, I didn't know what a capital raise was, mm-hmm. but kind of like, you know, I, when I had the idea, I went home and told Janine that we were moving to San Diego and I'm going to do St. Archer. By the and, way,
0: that's so manly of you. You just got <laughs> home and you said, Yo, babe. Uh, first, yeah. is my dinner on the table. Second, Never, oh, we're moving then to it, San Diego and you had nothing to say about it.
1: Yeah, she I could just thank am- God for, imagine.
0: Yeah, that thank matters. God
1: for me. I wish it was like that cool and manly. It, it, it definitely wasn't. But I think, <laughs> you know, she. She, um, my daughter was three and a half and my oldest son was six months at the time. And Janine was supportive and, um, found us a place to live. And by the way, she said,
0: honestly, time and time again, you know, I've, I've had, I've, I've had so many moments where your wife could just be like, nah, Or just be annoying, and you know the good women like like, get it. The good women they you want they they want you to do it. You know with you, it's amazing. Yeah, I mean
1: if you think about like a lot of you know dreams kind of die with people's spouses. Yep, right. Like they. I mean, so many
0: of mine have died. I'm just I've only been able to realize (laughs) like three to four percent. I figured out, but you know I'm living for that three or four percent.
1: Yeah, that's a good percentage. You know, Mm. you'll take it. I'll take. I mean
0: my, 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 my brain's pretty active. So I will take that. The ones but I lets think, me do- you know,
1: for me, it was, uh, um, that was a big deal. You know, I think a lot of women or men in that situation, whoever, whoever's kind of the one doing the, the entrepreneurship in the family or even wanting to start a business Not you're not an entrepreneur, you just want to start a business, right? There's a big difference.
0: Yep. And I also um, do you feel like is I find there's always two different, people, whenever I talk to like a new business idea or whatever,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there are people that like want to help you like think through it and like figure it out. And then there are the people mm-hmm. that want you to tell you why it won't work. And everybody and you know what it is? It's so funny. I feel like probably I imagine that people are telling you like, oh that's crazy or you don't know anything about business or whatever, right? The usual of shit. Of course, yeah. And yeah. What's funny is what I found, which is like it's 80% of it is like you started it. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. actually I incorporated the business. So now I'm doing it and I'm yeah. kind of smart and resourceful. And like from this day forward, I'm going to kind of figure it out. And yeah, you'd be surprised at how many people just either don't have the confidence. Like they'll be like, like even I have this business now and like I have some partners and it's funny because you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I've been there like fucking payroll, you know, the whole thing fund, you know, gritty shit. And they're like, Oh my God, another company in our space. I'm like, Oh, amazing. I'm like, let me ask you a question. How many pizza chains are there? Domino's, but I'm like, this is good, you know. Like the more, the better. Like you know, it's just like you got to look mm-hmm. at everything as like it's validation, not a risk or not a reason mm-hmm. to not do it. Anyway, it's just funny how people think about certain things and yep. I and sometimes and it's probably in your case, a lot of people that I know that actually are pretty smart and you know, I guess knowledgeable in like finance, they don't want to do it because if you really look at it, it's fucking risky. And and maybe in your case, you're like, I don't know, I'll do it. And like sometimes like Mm -hmm. too much like we always say analysis paralysis, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you probably are like, I could do this and just did it. And that's what made it work, probably, as opposed to thinking all the reasons you couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. I mean I think if you think like that, you're probably an employee not so much a business owner or an entrepreneur. Right.
0: Yeah. But it- I think
1: that's where a lot of people go wrong is they, I think people want to say they're an entrepreneur because it's like a sexy thing to say that the the media has created this, like, you know, perception of what that is when really, and um, you know, most people are not which is fine. I think the best thing that people can do is like, just look in the mirror and be honest. Like, are you really that person that wants to start seven different businesses. Are you the person that wants to start one business or are you better off working for somebody? And there's, you know, people just, I think they get attracted to certain things that maybe they're not. And, and then that's, and I didn't even, I didn't start out with this and say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even really know that and wasn't even really comfortable even saying that about myself until I, Sold Saint Archer to Coors, left Coors, and have started you know six businesses since. Right, mm-hmm.
0: it, then it's well now you then it's, it's sort of yeah. Well, it's sort of that's who you are. You, that's who you like, be, Well, I, you, if you do it once, yeah, it, it, you might have just done it. If you then you become like or oh, I'm you, a serial yeah, entrepreneur. What does yeah, that mean? More so,
1: like if you do it once and then you just like like stay there, right? Which is I have, you know, plenty of friends that have sold businesses and they just work there for 20 more years or 10 more years, or that's who they are. Like they, Mm -hmm. they founded this one business. They've been working there for whatever they, I don't know, 10 years ago or so, and they're both still there. And, um, you know, I can think, I can think of a lot of folks like that. That just wasn't for me. Right. That wasn't, that wasn't for me.
0: These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to, faster and for free. I can say from experience that it is such a good feeling when you interview someone who really feels like they're a good fit for your team. And on the other side of the coin, it's the worst feeling ever when you know that the interview you're having is just not going anywhere. LinkedIn jobs will help you find so many good candidates that you'll have a hard time choosing between them. And let me tell you, that's a good problem to have. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. That's a lot of people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Simple as that. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? That's a lot of people. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash zoe. That's Z-O-E. That's linkedin.com slash zoe to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. I think what you're, I mean, you're a creative person. So listen, what I found is it's sort of, I don't want to say cause I got to be careful cause focus is something that I need to always have in the back of my brain, just how I operate. But uh-huh. yeah, I mean, for me, and I think it has to do with the fact that this is how like i used to be a banker right so what is a banker a banker is is literally you're running like three potential deals four you know two deals that are close to closing four that are in the middle of god knows where you know what i mean and you're just always like. so i i think i was maybe taught to think horizontally and i find people think horizontally or vertically i have a pretty good ability to do vertical when i need to and the horizontal When I need to, so I think it's Mm -hmm. almost like navigation. If you think about it directionally, and Mm -hmm. but because of that, it's like if I look around, what we have, we have two venture funds, we have three operating companies, and then we have a capital, you know, private equity that we own like three other pieces like of company, and it's like plus we have Rachel, we have this podcast, you know, we have a lot going on, Mm -hmm. but in in a weird way, it's it's sort of what I do. I don't. I I think if I had one business i would be like bored i don't know i i i, I think mm-hmm. it's for me it's like and also what's interesting i think what you were saying earlier is like people starting businesses i find that there are people that start business because i see everyone else doing it and it's sort of like wait it's like putting together a puzzle mm-hmm. and i see but that may or may not be for the right reason right and it, mm-hmm. and i always find like this whole venture thing is really an accident it's not an accident i've always done it i've always loved it Mm -hmm. because i've loved it i'm kind of good at it and because i'm good at it now people want to do it with me you know it's like it makes sense right you know but i didn't wake up one day and be like oh i want to be a venture capitalist and i and even today i don't i wouldn't describe myself that way Mm -hmm. similar to what you're saying it's like please i like one little bit one little baby fund, you know, like that's not really being a venture capitalist, but I'm more of a you know, yep. entrepreneur, whatever.
1: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's always good when you can figure out what you are, you know? So and then it makes it that, it makes it that much easier to kind of get some clarity on what you want to do with your time, you know?
0: Yeah. So, so you sold the business and then you, from there, you know, you, I guess made some dough Mazel Tov. And then like, you're like, okay, now that I've done it before, I could do this again, or I want to do it again, or I need to prove to somebody or what do you need money? Like what's the, what's the motivation?
1: Yeah, probably just the challenge of doing it again, you know? And I think uh, wanting to compete and disrupt is the, is really the motivator. I think continuing to do that and, it is really what keeps me doing it, building brands and and um, kind of just yeah, just disrupting is probably the biggest thing. Like I enjoy the, you know, the kind of like when there's bigger brands in the market and you know, can you start from scratch and and give them a run, you know? And do you have that ability to to do that? And I think challenging myself with that is
0: what- always. I don't know when you, when you first, when you first were raising money, like, so how did that go? Were people like, like, so your buddy, yeah. your buddies put in money because they like loved you. Right. Or whatever. And, yep. and they were like, cool. And they were like making money on the tour. And they're like, I'll put in whatever, What they've been like 50 grand each or something like,
1: yep. Pretty, pretty close. Yep.
0: Yeah. So you're like, so that's literally your seed friends and family round more or less. Right. Yep. So you can like yep. create a logo, yeah, I mean, figure it out. Right. All that shit. And then, and then yep. what happened? Cause you can't create a business yeah. that way. What what happened next? Right.
1: Yeah. We, so we raised $3 million, um, which I didn't, I didn't know what a capital raise was when, when I went out to raise money for St. Archer I just kind of learned along the way. And, and like I said, I think, you know, I wasn't from beer. Right. I didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, It's a hard, it's a hard
0: deal. Like, Oh, we're raising yeah. money. I'm a surfer dude. Didn't go to call. Like it's not an easy deal to get. Like, I don't know if I would have, have written a check. Right. So who did write the check and what do they see? Or is it just yeah, like I mean, a, I, a bunch of different people?
1: Bunch of different people. Yeah. Lots of different investors. I think like, I think people probably, you know, it is strange to invest in a in a beer company when the guy who's sitting in front of you isn't a brewer, doesn't know anybody in the beer business, doesn't know anything about the beer business, right? Like,
0: no, it it's, it sounds a little insane.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a tall order, but I think when people see like, you know, this guy, so let me get this straight, this guy just moved his wife and two young kids to a city they don't know. And he asked to build this brewery and I just believe in what he's saying. And I, I like the way that it looks. And
0: did, I, did you actually I, build a brewery to brew beer?
1: Yeah. Ultimately in the end it was
0: 70,000 square feet. So, but at first would you do get like a co-packer Se- or something to, to, to no, do runs for you? No,
1: we built a brewery straight away, straight 20,000 square feet. Yep.
0: And did you? Yeah. I imagine at that point you had to like hire a master brewer or something like that. We did. I
1: hired three of them. Yep, sick. Um, and hired you know a VP of sales. By for the, the way, alcohol industry. I have
0: news for you. And I always say this to people: you're ultimately when you were you produce movies, right? Doing yep. a business is not that dissimilar. You're the CEO. You're like, huh, I need the DP. I need craft service. You're like, oh, I need the master brewer. I need someone that knows how to build this. That you know, like the set supervisor. You know, it's really putting the pieces together and getting everyone, you know, leading toward the same goal. And that's why yep. I actually think you, you know, you probably knew how to do it already. You know what I'm saying? Like it's very. So I would say it all the time. Like, well, what's like? Yeah, how I think- it's like producing a movie because movies, like, they do thirty million dollars. You know, it's like a, it's like a full. Beginning, yeah, I mean, middle, end me, to like they build a website, it, I, you know they have marketing promotion. Yeah, it's like a you whole can put movie.
1: Together, a, you can put together a brand, right? Like it's 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 more so finding the right people. Once I moved down here to help me, yeah,
0: like, physically. It's all, about build people, right? it. all about the people, right? All about the
1: people. And like, do you have? You know, I fortunately had the, the ability to attract a lot of the best folks, which is crazy. Even then, because. I didn't, you know, now it's easier for right. me to hire the the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but then it's like, I don't know how I got some of these people to say yes, to be honest right. with you. I, I mean,
0: well, it's it's uh, like grit to t- you know, that's, but by the way, that's, I always say that that's how you build enterprise value. Like what yep. is, what is an enterprise worth? Well, enterprise worth like the idea, the people, the revenue could yep. generate from that enterprise. And it's like as you keep yep. getting more and more people that are good well, on yep. board, you start building an you know, the enterprise value ultimately. You know, and that's kind of what you were doing all along. As you were just knocking these people down, like, well, he said yes, or she said yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, once we launched the brand, it kind of just went. So, um, so
0: did you like launch a brewery and like a bar? I don't know that much about. I'm, I I've never. No, been it's there. all good. Yeah,
1: we launched a brewery. Um, like I said, a twenty thousand square foot brewery just east of La Jolla, mm-hmm. down here, and um, it went nuts from right away. Like right away, we started selling a lot of beer. Like I said, I. I hired a VP of sales who, who, um, his, he started his career in alcohol. At, so at did you like get Sam like Adam Southern, Southern distributors
0: here? or something like you got?
1: Our distributor was stone in Southern California, but it's like that, right? You um, get
0: like these distributors yeah, to take your, which
1: is hard to do, right? Yeah. Like very hard. Not, my I know
0: my, my friend, I know a little bit of that. It's my friend started a bourbon company and a good friend of mine. So mm-hmm. I, I saw the whole process. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's the same, you know, for us, it's, it's, it's the same type deal, right? That the name of the game is, you know, can you get it into the grocery stores and the bars if you're talking about beer and you know, can you get a distributor to bring it there for you? And I think,
0: and were you selling, you know, was there a bar at the plate? Like, was there also like, yeah. Tasting
1: room. Yeah. Tasting room. Yeah. There was a tasting room there, which was, which did well. Um, But we sold a ton of beer in the bars. You know, the brand was really, and this is like, you know, nine, year, eight, uh, eight, well, this nine like years, eight, is years ago.
0: And also, and I don't know much about the business, but I imagine like craft brewery brewing had its run. And now that's why you're in this hard seltzer business, which is yeah, certainly it has, having like, its run. Right. So less we caloric at the or whatever. End
1: of, we were at the tail end of the craft beer thing.
0: Right. If you um, started that, right, if you started it now, it would not be that successful. You don't think. Right.
1: Uh, yeah. I just think people aren't drinking it like they were. Um, yeah. But I think, I think from like, for me, from a acquisition standpoint, you know, businesses like Anheuser-Busch or, or now Molson Coors or Heineken or whomever, they're not buying craft beer brands anymore.
0: Correct. What are they buying? What are they buying?
1: I mean, now they're not, now it's like, it's changed a lot. I think like they're, I think they're gun shy in, in doing certain acquisitions and, you know, um, I think that, you know, they spent, especially Budweiser, they spent a ton of money buying all those craft breweries and some work out, some don't. I'm not sure how much money they make off them. And I think-
0: it Didn't one of them I buy they, like Boston, lot. wasn't the big one? Didn't someone buy Boston Brewing Company, which was like the biggest independent once upon a time, if I remember. Anyway. They went public. Oh, they went public? But the
1: biggest, the biggest one was Ballast Point in San Diego. They yeah. sold the Constellation for a billion dollars about- six years ago, nice. five, six years ago. And then, and then just recently about a year ago, Constellation sold the business to a, a group of guys from Chicago for $40 million. They took a $960 million bath on that. Yikes.
0: Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. So time to get out of the craft brewing <laughs> yeah. business. So what, you, so what do you, so what'd you do after that? Like, so you're like, okay, what's my I... next gig or like, what's hot? Yeah, I was Is that where you were like, what's, what's hot? And then you were like, what's nah, hot? I was
1: more, I was there. I tried, I tried to stay there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I founded a couple more, founded an alcohol distribution business and then founded another brewery here in town. And, um, and then ultimately, um, you know, started Ashland had the idea for Ashland in 19 and then launch that and what's What's Ashland COVID?
0: for everyone who doesn't heart know? Heart seltzer. Heart seltzer. So what yeah. is heart seltzer? Because I'm a little confused. What exactly is it? It's like seltzer and then you infuse it with alcohol more or less?
1: No, nah, it's like based. So ours is some of them are malt based, right? But ours is fermented sugar, right? So you're fermenting the sugar, which turns into alcohol, mm-hmm, right? And then mm-hmm. the alcohol eats all the sugar. And then it's basically like ours is like a LaCroix with 5% alcohol, right? There's nothing really in it. There's like a, there's an essence of flavor. um, But it's, you know, there's, there's not much to it. Uh, Where some of the other ones, you know, that's a bit where they have like kind of that diet soda kind of aftertaste to them. Mm -hmm. They're just made differently. It's a different process, but I think, a lot of people think that it's like, is there vodka in it? Right? Like that's what right. a lot of folks ask. So it's but actually, it's, really it's, just,
0: a, it's its own process is what yeah. you're saying.
1: Yeah. It's just fermented sugar. It's not even like a sexy deal. It's
0: like, it's, like, it cane, all it like, is. like cane sugar, like raw cane sugar. Yeah.
1: Ours is dextrose, but yeah, like you could do cane oh. sugar. You could do, yeah. They, if you ferment it, it turns into alcohol.
0: Interesting. Right? Yeah. So where do you make, do you have a plant to do this? Like, where do you do this?
1: We co-pack it. So we co-pack right. it in mm-hmm. three different facilities, two in California, one in Oregon. Um, and then Villager Spirits, our canned cocktail business, I make here in San Diego. So
0: what's a canned cocktail and why don't I have some?
1: Uh, it's like exactly like, like a Mai Tai in a can.
0: Oh my God. And again, I repeat, why don't I have some?
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to send yeah, you. Yeah,
0: I mean, clearly. I mean, I don't know how you are about swag, uh, but I'm I'm, a, I'm a big have believer to, I'm in swag. i to make
1: my way up to, I haven't been home to Ventura for a minute. I got to, next time I go up, I got to make my way through Malibu. Yeah, we got to play some together. Malibu.
0: Come over. Come over and let's hang. Oh, by the That's way, you it. could surf. We have a key to the, like, the best surf beast, mostly. I don't, it's all, I don't it's surf. It's
1: coming together now. But
0: you could come it's surf there. Together. People love it right in yeah, uh, point we, doom and point doom like point doom yeah we have that uh, little point doom. doom
1: it's been years since i've served we point doom. <laughs> we
0: got the the fob the little gate thingy majiggy it's all good so, so please be yeah, we'll my guest
1: and then and then we'll uh
0: and then i'll watch you surf it's going to be amazing I like i'll that. be i'll be the i'll I, listen i'm an excellent Supportive. i'm i'm such an i'm an athletic supporter and you are. <laughs> but i bump <bummed>. and um <laughs> I know it's the oldest joke of all time, but I just had to say it because I'm immature and um, yeah. And you should come and then I'll like make sure there's like snacks, beverages, like towels, I love snacks. towels, like I love it. Even like I, I might even go so far as like portable heater. You know, I'm like crazy that way. A comfort is, are, is, is paramount. You are uh, the best host. I, no, I really am. Um, I like giving more than um, receiving. So, there's a rumor maybe it's not a rumor you just said it so this company you've built first of all like what how do you um measure success in this business i, I it's like cases sold right is sort of like a, a, a number i hear a lot is that what you're thinking like like how uh, do you value your company no. okay so tell us what you- yeah
1: yes yes in terms of like monetary value yeah
0: cases that's sold.
1: how you that that would yeah that's how you'd say you know you you're doing, you know, X amount of cases, you're doing 20 million bucks in business, and then it's just a, a multiplier on that, right? Nothing, right. nothing revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Where with beer, it was barrels, right? Right. Gotcha. And then a multiplier on that, also not not rocket science.
0: So, uh, so- for
1: me, for me, not so much. Like I think the the definition of success for me is just winning until the competition knows whether they admit it or not that you beat them.
0: Nice. So, so, so that's why you, so rumors you were offered or I sell this company. You said, no, is that true? Correct. Yeah. And that's because you're a masochist.
1: Yeah. It just, yeah. It just wasn't the right time. You know, I think maybe I went through it with cores. Um, and at the end of the day, it didn't work out with cores cause I wanted to win more than they did. Mm-hmm. And they didn't go as fast as I like to go. And they, it just wasn't the same. Yeah, Right. They All the things that they said when we, right. It was just like, I I mean, it's
0: shocking. Actually, we sold our business, the Zoe report, you know, media business at Rachel and I started to this company, bustle digital group. And. The Zoe
1: report. What is is that? The
0: Zoe report. Uh, it was, was
1: it like like your wife did that?
0: So we did a show and a lot of people knew about it. And then I'm like, well, G Rage because I, again, I had a, so I was an investment banker and then I started a digital media business that I sold.
1: Okay. And okay. then I moved
0: here. And then I started a Got business it. with another partner, uh, my friend, Neil, and we started a business, uh, it's called Recognition Media. And we bought the Webby Awards, the Tele Awards and all these awards. Is Neil
1: the Eagles fan?
0: Yes, Neil. Yeah. Neil's yeah, actually Neil. the CEO of Dot Dash, which is owned by IAC. They just bought Meredith. He just bought a okay. 2.7 billion... No, billion company.
1: Well, he and and I need to catch up about the birds sometime
0: soon. For sure. You would love him. I like that. He's the best. But anyway, so Neil and I started that company. Okay. And then we still had that company until we sold it last year, actually. But uh, we stopped working. Like, he he worked at IEC for Barry Diller. And then I started a business with my lovely wife. And the reason why... I started a business circle. is like, Full circle. yeah, well, I mean, I know it sounds really weird, but I'm like, okay, Rach, all these people apparently like you, like you have a TV show and My all crazy. you have is like Twitter. We don't own that platform. Twitter does. I'm like, right. how are we going to get in touch with all these people who like you so that we could sell, mm-hmm. you know, not sell them something, but you know, more or less like how do we have a commercial relationship one day because mm-hmm. you know, this is mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. So we're like. I was, you know, I knew about email, so I'm like, well, let's start a newsletter. Um, and we started a newsletter, me, Rach and this intern and it was called the Zoe Report and, uh, we got 25,000 people to sign up like before we published. And it was like, you know, it was like, what could we do literally with no money? And, uh, it's sort of like her opinion mattered. So it's not mutually exclusive. Like you can, okay. you can read Vogue and you could read Rach in the Zoe Report. It's fine. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it was kind of, we, we could, you know, that's why media is. So is it,
1: so I guess a lot of it's about fashion. Well, yeah. Fashion, so it was about I fashion.
0: Feel. Okay. It was okay. About, like how to wear things, blah, blah, blah. but then, but then, you know, it went from a newsletter to like, you know, a website to like sales the team to like video. Nine yeah, nine yeah. And then, and then we wound up, we sold. So as part of that, we actually created a subscription business called box of style. So it's a media subscription oh. business. And, we sold we sold the Zoe report to Bustle Digital. The only reason why I'm telling these story is because we absolutely love Bustle. We're still great partners with them. Rachel's still editor at large. So it's interesting because I was a banker. I I've sold so many what a, companies. What a great story. Well, I love. Thank you.
1: I can come on and I get a story. I mean, it's amazing. It's all right. I didn't. I had no idea.
0: It's awesome. Um, yeah, so that's what we did. So so now what we did is we, we we took the we took Box of Style and we rebranded it because we want to we want people to, basically and we rebranded our to Cure Tour and the idea is to curate a woman's life. So we have a we have a subscription membership for all women uh called Cure Tour. It's it's kind of steeped in shopping and we have a whole okay. online marketplace and it's that's a lot of fun. So anyway, so that's our business, one of our businesses. And the only reason why I said that is because if you do sell to the right partner uh, it mm-hmm, could really go well it work out yeah I mean yeah. Th- since we sold the business they've tripled the size yeah. of it um, yeah, that's great. and people love it and that's it's only like helped the our ideal, brand that's the ideal it doesn't happen I'm, ju- I'm saying that because situation. it didn't happen with you it didn't happen with my friend he's three it never happens so I'm happy right, to say it that it it did happen it does it, it clearly, does apparently. Yeah, I mean, so that was nice
1: I think yeah I think that's why maybe it, I you know with with it just wasn't the right time. Maybe because I'd been through it and I knew what to kind of look out for and what to ask. And
0: um, you've been you you've been in that you know, road the fun- before.
1: The funny thing is, is I think if I had sold Saint Archer to Anheuser busch I actually think I'd still be there. Yeah, you know, like everybody, everyone that sell that had sold alcohol businesses. I know quite a few of them to Anheuser Bush. They all have these great positive experiences, and they're all still there.
0: Wow! So, so I think
1: it, you know if they had, if it, I had done it with them, and then Saint Archer actually turned into this national brand, then I think mm-hmm. that was the plan. Yeah, I I don't think I would have left. Yeah, it's um, interesting.
0: By the way, it's such an important lesson because listen, we've had great partners like Bustle, we've had crappy mm-hmm. partners, and there's no amount of like the contract, like contracts don't mean shit. It's like no. if you don't align. Like motivationally, yeah, it's or it's just not going to work. Nope. If you have to refer to a contract, it ain't never going to work. And what I also found, and tell me if this was your experience, was it easier or hard deal to get done?
1: Saint Archer was easy.
0: Okay, interesting. Yeah, typically I find easy. that deals are very hard to get done. There's a reason because it shouldn't get done. Yeah,
1: Saint Archer was easy. Budweiser, that was that was a long process. And you know, like it's true, time kills all deals, right? Yeah, time kills deals. It just like that's just, it's so true. People get deal
0: fatigue you know they do, they do.
1: Yep. and then you start thinking you start thinking you know, too like, much well, because most deals yeah, don't know, work you know,
0: out you know so you kind of yeah. want to get that like it's almost like dating you want to get like that moment where it's like wow we could be together forever let's get married you know and that's right. when you need to and hit then it that's
1: when you need to just like jump into the deep end
0: yep i'm saying you gotta you know, hit but it when you have
1: time to think hey maybe this is a bad idea mm-hmm. maybe this isn't the best idea that's where the time kills all right
0: deals, maybe we right? shouldn't that's- wire a 100 million dollars to this person
1: <laughs> <laughs> right they're, they're they start smartening up, but I think like, you know, I think in the end, um, you know, I think Anheuser-Busch would have been, they, it, it, they would have been great. It just wasn't the right time.
0: Could I ask right? you a it question? Wasn't the right time. So now I'm going to, to ask you now that I know you well, let's ask, I want to ask more personal. So we get it. Yeah, we, ask away. We get it. You're a surfer that made good and you're obviously really smart, but you didn't like school, but like, that's cause school wasn't really using the right part of your brain. Right? right? So it makes total sense. Could we yeah. talk about a few things? So you moved to San Diego. You obviously didn't have a lot of dough at that point, right? I imagine you were like scrappy, right? You're starting a business. You moved your family, two young kids, fucking expensive. Yeah. And then your wife is supportive. You yeah. have this amazing success. How has it changed you? Like, are you different? Are you fancier? Like what's like, you know what I'm trying to say Do like your friends that like, aren't as successful. Are they kind of like, Oh, he's a sellout. Like, tell me about that. And do you have any like guilt or like feelings of weirdness? That's what I want to know. Let's see. First. Has it changed you? First. Has it changed you?
1: No. Um, maybe, you know what? It's maybe made me a little bit more reserved. Um, or maybe some folks, you know, when they have something like that happen, you have some money and you, you probably get some more attention. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I think a lot of people go out and like, they, 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 the the attention becomes kind of addicting and they want to go find it, whether it's like whatever it is. Right. For me, I went the other way where I was more comfortable just at home with Janine and the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I'm an outgoing, warm person, just, in general, mm-hmm. but I, like, I only really have a small group of friends and that's, that's kind of that. I think like, um, did we buy a nice house? Yes. Yeah. Did that was my nice next cars? question. Yeah.
0: Did you, did you, yep. were you like, okay, time to upgrade yeah. the manse? Yeah. Yeah. nice. Yeah.
1: We had never owned a home before. right? Um, so we bought a house and, um, we, I love cars and, um, you know, we, so we, we have a very nice life. Right. You know what I mean? it's not, it's that's you know, it, the story where like, yeah, we still drive the same truck and we still right. not. I don't, right? You know, by like, the way, nice I, vacations. yeah, it's like, like, we
0: don't, you know, right? Like, it's like, why bother? Um, like, that's sort of, yeah, a-
1: no, I, I, I just like, but I think me and the person, and still like both of us are still like the people that grew up in Ventura with like that. You know, like middle class, yep. some lower class, but lower to middle class life, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what we grew up around, and I think, you know, it's it. You know, the the two years of doing Saint Archer were probably the two the hardest two years of our marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, Janine.
0: You know, like that's money stress you know, is hard would, for marriages. I don't know about you, but like yeah. Money it wasn't stress even is the money; worst. it
1: was more like like what you time, said. Like, it's like the time, where are. are
0: you? I'm tra- like, raising are these are kids like, alone. You
1: know, like yeah. I moved down here, <laughs> like.
0: Yeah. Fuck I don't know life. anybody. Yeah, yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. Like that's the thing. That's hard. It's like, you know, I think that's the, that's all the shit that people don't talk about. Right. It, most of these things, people like, they want to talk about the success and then they want to talk about like how much fucking money I've raised right. through the years and like, and then, and then they want to know how did they do it? But like, really, there's like moments of fun. Everything else is hard. As fuck,
0: that's what I always right? say. Like it's, that's no, and
1: even personally, right. You, you, yeah janine you have to figure out how to do it and then and then are, what kind of person really are you right like well, i always your wife is pissed your yep. kids are pissed yep. everyone but that's mad, what everyone. i always
0: say is so funny it's like to really make a billion dollars like it is so hard they're so do you know what i'm trying to say like a you bi- gotta sacrifice it all and that's sort of what i'm saying it's the sa- I, I don't think people and you that's know what's really funny dudes, I, I also that, live in la that, that, and what's so funny is people see like the director of X, Y, Z, the X-Men movie uh-huh. on the red carpenter, uh-huh. like, Oh my God, he got paid so much. He's oh. fucking the sickest director. But what they didn't know is that motherfucker lived six months in Prague without his yep. fucking family, that he had to fly and his, fly wife. And and, his and wife. maybe
1: he got divorced. Maybe. And maybe she cheated on him. Maybe. maybe and like- the same
0: thing. It's like, Oh, Brad Pitt, you have such a great life. He does have a great life. Uh-huh. But guess what? he's you know you got to go on set and fucking 11, gotta, 11 at night everyone a gr- sees thing, everyone like, sees the final product but i really right. and i think it's it's good that you're bringing it up is like it's fucking scary you know it's scary but that's and it's, hard the thing, it's
1: like that's that's a good example like with brad pitt right he's filming you know 12 14 hours a day whatever the fuck those guys do i don't know yep. and but like how many arguments did he get in with his wife during the, Well, Clearly a lot goes,
0: because they're, right? they're at yeah, each other, you know, they're suing each other, I think. So clearly a lot.
1: Like, I still, you know, like for me, you still got to go to work, right? You still got to go to work. Like it, yeah. it's like, are you really willing to go, Hey, I'm sorry that it's this way, but I'm going anyway. Right. Like no, you, especially when you have millions of dollars of people's money, and, and the expectations that you're taking care of them and their families, yep. right? Like that's, it's a big, I think probably, it's a big,
0: don't you think when you raise money and sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You raised probably like 30, 40, $50 million. Dollars, I imagine at this point,
1: almost 60. There you go. And we've done it from no VCs, all folks like me and you, man. Amazing. Like there's no, we, I've had no institutional F-O's money. I'm
0: never VCs. Oh, maybe I may be yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, no, kind of. i just kidding. I might be one. You know, kind of. We're the night, we're the, we're, like we're a- value add baby. <laughs> That's what they all say. I think
1: I, for me, if you're able to do it and I'm able to kind of you know, be kind of going at it alone, you know, like
0: why not? It's, it's funny because you know how we've, again, we're not that dissimilar. We're always a little bit unique and not necessarily like fit the normal pattern of like a VC funded business. For sure. So I we could tell. So we've also like our business has been funded from like people I know over the years, banker friend, like, you know, a million here, and that kind of stuff. And yep, you know, you kind of, you got to pay up for it a little bit, you yep. know, it's not, yep market deals, but it gives you that uh flexibility and freedom like you were talking that we both it's I think yearn for. Um yeah. and I also believe that well anyway, it I I do believe listen, I have a lot of uh friends that are VCs and, and they do add a lot of value and they are really good investors. So it's like I don't for think sure. it's like one size fits all to be honest, but I nope. do see a lot sort of like what you were saying. I have so many entrepreneur friends that are with certain companies and they can't stop saying good enough things about them, right? And then I have some yep. that are like, fuck, they're such pains in the asses. All yep. they do is ask us to report, you know, yep. all day. And this douchebag doesn't even know the business. You, you know, just the gotta find
1: the right one. So you just gotta it goes, find the right it one. It goes
0: back to partnership, you know, are you aligned? Yep. And I also think what's weird is like sometimes, and I always say this, and maybe I think people I think people forget about how important it is to build a relationship over time. You know, I, th- it's, yep. and I, I think like, for instance, like when you were c- going out to raise money and it sounds like you still are going out to like, you know, people now, they're just richer people or people that have sold businesses also. And I'm like, doing it
1: literally, I'm doing it literally right now. Yeah. Like, like right.
0: you're like, right. And you'll be like, probably send me a deck after and whatever. Right. <laughs> I'll send you a deck. You send me mine anyway. um But the point is, is I think that by doing, you know, by doing that way, it's somewhat harder. You do feel, uh, you know. Don't forget, these aren't necessarily professional investors, so there right. is a bit more of, I think, a, you know, like a fiduciary duty, if you will. Like the big boys know what they're getting involved with, and it's part of a formula, and that's why they ask for whatever, and that's why it's, you know, yeah, it's te- exactly. it's a template. You know, it's they've yep. done it enough that they know. And it, yep. it's, it's great for certain businesses for sure. And for the ones yep. that might not look, feel, or whatever the same. And, and honestly, like we, it's again, we sold that business, funded the sale. We used the sale to fund the other, but, you know, we just, you know, it all rolls. Um, yep. but what, but what's interesting, I think other people also, don't believe this, but I always like to use this example. Well, maybe this isn't a good example, but even Mark Zuckerberg, although he has super voting, mm-hmm. although he's super voting shares. So he, maybe he's not the best example, but everybody's accountable to somebody. Yeah. So the, you know, if you want to make money, you have to be accountable to somebody, what whoever that yeah. somebody is. And then the question is, how much freedom flexibility can you get from that accountability and what's the trade off you're willing to do for that accountability. And it's, it's like, Again, I think the misperception is like, oh, they have a business. Oh, that public company, that dude's amazing. Well, guess what? He starts to show up four times a year, report yep. earnings, and go on those earnings calls and get his ass yep. eviscerated. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't say <laughs> yep. the right, if there's not the right tonality in the forecast, you know, their stock drops and they lost two hundred million in market cap and people are pissed. So yep. they got to, you know, they have to prepare. And train and all those yep. things. So it's like, I think everyone sees outside looking in and, you know, just the outside, like, cause again, perception's reality. I always say that perception's reality for yep. everyone. So you got to make sure your perception is always bu- yep. buttoned up until, cause if the perception isn't the reality, you got to keep it that way until the reality is the same as the perception. <laughs> in other Agreed. words, that's a nice way to say you fake it till we make it. <laughs> Okay, so you have um, this heart seltzer company and mm-hmm. other businesses, distributor, brewery, probably various other things that your friends you thought were good ideas mm-hmm. and you've probably were an angel investor in a couple of your friends things, right? Because you got to kind of pay it forward. That's how I feel, right? I always pay it forward. What are we, where are we going to be in 20 years? What are you thinking? 20 years. You'd be 62, by the way, just to remind you. Your kids are going to be in college and they're going to hate you. I'm just going to remind you about that. Oh, maybe if you, well, we'll see. They may or may not hate you. Uh, that's a good question.
1: Um, I don't think I'll be doing this.
0: What do you like? Okay. So let me ask you another question. Where do you like, do you have like life? Like um, do you look at like three to five years of your life and be like, I'm going to be kind of here. No, no, you don't. Mm-mm.
1: No, I, it's just stuff changes so much personally, professionally, you know, you just, I kind of take it day by day, man.
0: Interesting. Interesting. You know, I, I used used to be a little bit more like that. And it's funny. I, I actually, I never saw a shrink until I was like 50 something like literally. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. but what's interesting is I never realized that it's like, you know, you work out or I work out. Right. It's like Mm -hmm. exercising your muscles, but like you actually can like, get better at thinking, if that makes sense. Like processing For information. Sure. Yeah. And I think one of the valuable things that this woman told me, and it's sort of like a golf shot. You You're Like you envision like where the ball's going. And then if you can envision that, then it's like your subconsciously, yeah. like everything kind of marches through that. And I literally sat down, I'm like, huh, I want to do this. Da, da, da. And literally it's kind of playing out that way. So yeah. I, I, for, for what it's worth, at least for me, it's super, yeah. it's interesting to be like, you know, not like first quarter, I'm going to do this second quarter, I'm going to do this, but more like, yeah. Hey, I want to spend more time doing this, less of this. Therefore this asset has to, you know, that's sort of, and it's weird. I've been like transitioning my whole life. Yeah. In that I guess, way. That,
1: you know, I'm not really sure like what, what I would want to do more of or less of, um, you know, I'm super, I'm, I'm really involved with the kids and Janine, like I'm not gone a lot right. anymore. Right. Like I'm, I'm pretty dialed in and enjoying what I'm doing now. Um, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I really enjoyed St. Archer. Right. And like I didn't really, it was so fast. It was two and a half years. Um, And now I think like, Instead of worrying about, I guess like for me, the only thing I can say is like, I'm trying to just perfect the process, everything other than once it's on the shelf that I can't really control whether someone's going to buy it a couple times or once or 10 times or 40 times or, Mm -hmm. but I can be perfect. I can have a perfect process leading up to that. Mm -hmm. My operations and finance and sales and marketing could all be perfect. And then whether, and then whether people buy it on the shelf or not, i fucking let that go, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't control that. Well, I can't, it I goes can get under, pretty goddamn close actually to like actually.
0: Spraying Forcing demand.
1: that first time. Yeah. Buy. Spraying the demand. That I can, I can do that. But consistent. Uh, but I, can't, by the way, you know what I, I always say after that, by
0: the way, it, because every business comes down to product. And yeah. I always like to say, if you're, if even though Chanel is the best, you know, sickest brand, Chanel, if yep. the jacket doesn't fit, you're still not it's gonna off. buy it. So it doesn't even nope. matter, even with that goddamn doesn't brand. Matter. So, you know, I think what I think two really good takeaways about what you said is you could you control everything that's controllable, but yep. you can't solve everything. So you can't drive yourself crazy about what's not controllable.
1: So I think that's why I don't have that like 20 years or five years or mm-hmm. cause I have no fucking idea and I can't control, I, I you know, I can say the stuff I like doing, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe like, for do me, I think yeah. I'll retire? No, I'll, I'll no, never, you're retire. never gonna retire.
0: You're not going to retire, you know, but for me it was more about, I mean, just basically less operations and less like data p- sure. and, and, and more like strategy and more like, capital allocation yeah. if you will like I think that's I'm sort of where i'm going a, towards
1: sounds like you still want to like,
0: like run a business for reals
1: and, and yeah like i i mean i still make all i'm from saint orchard and now i've made every film that we've ever put put out for the brands right like the little stories we tell and all the films i make all of them still and um you know i love that you know and i think as these companies get bigger maybe i would be We done. Oh, you're hot. Um, I was like, we're done. That's it. It's a wrap. Um, I think, I think for, for, I could see myself doing as the companies get bigger, doing more of the marketing kind of like staying, staying in the brand lane and bless you having that. And then, you know, but you never know. I could also see myself owning a coffee shop here in Cardiff and I can do that too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Rach, Rach and I always wanted to have a bed and breakfast until we realized it would have to be a yeah. bed and breakfast. And we'd have to like-
1: Yeah, and it sounds it sounds like restaurant. I would no. have zero I, no, clothing. I, no. None of that. I don't have any- well, I, I we've, have been, no, we, like,
0: we've been there, done that.
1: We're yeah, still involved. No, We're
0: still involved.
1: I, I have no interest in any of that kind of stuff, so.
0: All right, my friend Josh, I believe that it is time for us to say goodbye because I, you know, you know how expensive this digital tape is?
1: No, I don't know.
0: Well, it's got to be at least, I don't know. We have like a thousand hours of recording. It costs like three fifty, three dollars and fifty cents. So we're, 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 you know, this is a low budget operation. So we got to well, save gonna have
1: our, to. I'll pay you back when I come up for that drink. I can't wait. Serve, Seriously,
0: man. let's uh get. Whatever. Yep. Have my people call your people. But, <laughs> yeah. But no, seriously, I'd love to meet you surf or watch you surf and uh, it'll be fun. Seriously. I'm sure we have it a lot good. to talk about. We do. All right, my brother. Be well. All
1: right, man. Take care. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening to Works for Us. Well, I really enjoyed, first of all, having my own goddamn studio without my annoying wife, Miss Zoe telling me to stop talking. I like talking and I like when the microphone is mine. And there you have it. So Josh was super impressive and I think what it shows, you know, it shows me I I meet people like that all the time. And you know, a lot of people the traditional path of like school and they might just either not um they might not excel at that or their parents might not think that that's, you know, an important thing to to have them think is important but at the end of the day I I believe that ultimately like smart ambitious people will find their way to doing it what it is that they want to do as long as they're willing to take that risk and I think Josh is a prime example of that he was a surfer, graduated high school Ventura County and now he has sold a business and has six other businesses, raised $60 million, and he's 42. So I think that's success. And I think that that is, you know, sort of what America's all about the American dream. And another thing that he said that was interesting is he said that, well, it's sexy to be an entrepreneur. It's funny. I don't really find that so much. Maybe today more and more. But what's really interesting and in, um, about how like social uh, fabric really, uh, changes things, but like in Europe, especially you know England, being an entrepreneur is not really that cool, you know, because they have much more of a you know social order of like who your parents were, what school you went to, and, and the like. So it's only now becoming more acceptable to be an entrepreneur. And as you'll see, the the capital markets are really like the venture capital community is really getting much much bigger there now. But it's you know like a decade behind. So I don't know if that's interesting. Or boring, but whatever. Again, it's my mic, damn it. So, if you liked what you heard so far, please make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and review. And please keep listening. Also, check us out on our Instagram at, at us. That's at us. And of course, tell us your story. There is a works for us phone line. You can call and leave us a message with your very own relationship story. We're also planning to share our favorites on the podcast. Well, that's fun. Kind of. You can also ask us for relationship advice, although clearly we know nothing about relationships other than our own experience. We are not doctors. We just play one on our podcast. So if you want to share a story, ask us a question, please give us a call 657 549-2251. 549-2251. Again, that's 657-549-2251. And you could also find all of our contact info again on our Instagram at works.for.us. Well, I'm glad that wasn't repetitive. We wish you a marvelous week, day, and all that good jazz. Much love from Works For Us.